And there's also going to be sign of genius that goes out for that as well. Did I hit everything? <laughs> At this time now, we would like you to quiet your hearts and prepare for service for the prelude and the lighting of the first. <laughs>
our busyness and competing agendas to respond to Christ's call. Nothing is more precious than opening our hearts to God who fills us with love. There is no higher call and no greater joy than making a difference in the kingdom of God. We worship in joy, in gratitude, in praise. Jesus Christ is Lord of all.
Please join me in the Congregational Prayer of Confession. It is said that the confession is good for the soul, but there are times, O oh Lord, when we just don't want to confess. We don't want to own up to the many ways in which we have failed to be your faithful disciples. We have turned our backs on those who need. We have sought after power and riches, believing that these things bring true happiness. But you know how us as well. Bible tells us that prayers of a faithful person are powerful and effective. Do you believe that? Say amen. Amen. So now is the time in which we, as the body of Christ, come together. Of course, our prayer rail is open to anyone who would like to come forward and with and for. Also, if you are watching online or if you would like to 
to send a prayer request during the week. Uh, there on the screen uh, is an email address. Uh, just send uh, your prayer request to prayer at grovecourtumc.org. Uh, or you could always mail it to us. Yes, that still works in 2023. <laughs> and uh, the address is, is there on, on the screen behind me. Let's be in a time and an attitude of Now, Lord, we silently 
live to you the concerns and the joys of our own individual hearts. Yeah, it was like 
back in my office, but it, it was like, I had to pay like 20 cents extra. Why did I have to pay like $5.20 instead of $5? All right, what's it called? A tax. All right, so a tax is money that you have to pay in order for um, things no use. Like taxes go to pay for roads and it pays for uh, uh, all kinds of things, right? Traffic lights and uh, make sure that there's water and turn on your water, right? So today we're going to be reading about a guy named Zacchaeus and he was a tax collector. He collected that money from the people during Jesus' time. Except he sometimes collected more money than he should have. And he would keep the money that he shouldn't have collected. Now that's not very nice, is it? Right? And people were really angry about it. So people didn't like him. But then he realized one day that he, what he was doing was wrong. And so he stopped. And he wanted to go to Jesus and tell Jesus that he, what he had done. And he wanted Jesus to tell him that he was forgiven. And you know what? He ended up climbing a big old tree so he could see Jesus and so he could tell him about his new way of life. And, and so Jesus told Zacchaeus that he was going to come to his house and eat because he, he believed me that he wanted to start doing things the right way. And Jesus said, God forgave him. Because sometimes we all do things we're not supposed to, right? Well, maybe not your parents are like falling out of the pew loud. So, um, but, um, you know, we all do things we're not supposed to do sometimes, right? But God forgives us. Okay. All right. So, without further ado, let's see if this works. Um, hopefully, I'm not going to hit anybody with this.
to head off to junior church.
love for us, gracious God, we joyfully and gratefully offer the fruits of our labor and our lives in these gifts. Bless and multiply them, we pray, that the transformative power of your love will be a reality in our neighborhood and community. Amen. Our second scripture reading today comes from Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He is going to be the guest of the sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Here ends the reading. Lord, as your scriptures are read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our minds, our hearts, and our very lives may be transformed by your Holy Word. Thank you for your gift of scripture, we pray. Amen. You know, as a pastor, there are a couple of things you can count on doing at some point in your career. One of them is you're probably going to have to chase a bat out of the church. <laughs>
Sunday uh, in the prayer request, they said that uh, the, the woman's father, the, the, the younger girl's grandfather, had passed away. And after the service, uh, they came up to me and said, do you do funerals? I said, I may. And they said, can we talk? And so we, we made an appointment for later that week, and we were sitting in my office talking about uh, the funeral. They wanted to have uh, the, the funeral for the for, uh, for this woman's dad, uh, the, the girl's grandfather, at our church. And uh, they, they said, he, he never went to church. Is that a problem? I said, no, not at all. They go, okay, um, another question. Do you do that part in the service where you say, does anybody want to say anything? They can raise their hands and say something. I said, I can't. Uh, do, do you want that? And the, the daughter goes, Oh, heavens, no. <laughs> I go, oh, oh, okay. She goes, goes, Pastor Rick, I'm afraid that they would say if you gave them a mic. <laughs> Turns out that this man, uh, the deceased, was not a particularly well-loved figure within his family and his small town. Apparently, he ran a small engine shop and had a habit of overcharging people for their work, especially women. Uh, he was known for drinking a little too much, for gambling a little too much, and for, well, not being particularly faithful to any of his wives. I was like, wow, that's a lot for me to go with. <laughs> And so I was really kind of nervous about the whole thing, but to make a long story short, turned out very well. No, we did not have to raise your hand and say why you hate the deceased. Uh, we didn't do that, uh, but we did talk about forgiveness, and it, it was a healing time, and the family actually, uh, uh, and uh, those who were there, um, got together and actually went out to eat. Now, I'm not sure if they all went out to eat to talk about how much they disliked this man or, or what they did, but at least they were together and, and, and everything went okay. And when I think about today's scripture reading in Zacchaeus, that funeral comes to mind. Because Zacchaeus is a figure a lot like that, that gentleman that I did the funeral for. He was a man who many people didn't have something nice to say Jesus runs into Zacchaeus as he is, is passing through the town of Jericho. Uh, Jericho uh, is a town uh, up uh, in the uh, north part of, uh, of Israel, up in the Galilee where Jesus was from. And as Jesus and his disciples were, were passing through, they looked up into this sycamore tree, and they see this little guy up there watching the proceedings. And they're kind of amazed. Why is this guy in this tree? What does this all mean? You know, Zacchaeus, he was motivated to go see Jesus. Something prompted him to 
to go that day, to turn his life around, to seek out Jesus. I think it was the Holy Spirit. See, even when we are at our worst, even when we uh, are doing things that hurt other people, that hurt ourselves, that wound our Creator, God is still seeking for us. God is still reaching out for us, calling us to a new life. Luke 19.10 says this, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That is Jesus' mission statement, to seek and save the lost. And that includes the lost like me and you. None of us are too lost to be found by Jesus. And that's what this story of Zacchaeus really tells me. You know, when we look at the figure of Zacchaeus, we can really look at Zacchaeus, I think, through three different lenses. One, how Zacchaeus saw himself. Then the second is, is, is really how others saw Zacchaeus. And then how Jesus saw Zacchaeus. So let's, let's look at how each of these folks uh, saw Zacchaeus. And, and see maybe ourselves in this story. So, from the perspective of the crowd, Zacchaeus was just not a good guy. He was one of those guys that when you saw him walking down the street, you took your kids and you went to the other side. And you told your kids, see that guy? You don't want to be like him. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Now, when we think of tax collectors, we tend to think of people who work for the IRS. And I'm not saying that God, you know, looks down on the IRS or anything like that. Right? A lot of good people who work for the IRS. Uh, 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 tax collecting was a little bit different back at the time of Jesus. They didn't have their own version of the IRS. Uh, they didn't have, you know, form 1040 A, B, C, whatever. Taxes were imposed first and foremost by the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire would look at, at, at an area and they would say, we need to get this much money out of this area. So in order to get this much money out of this area, uh, uh, the taxes need to be such and such. And then people, chief tax collectors, would bid on contracts and they would win a contract to go to this area and to extract the money the Romans needed. And if the person with that contract was able to get more money out of that area than what the Romans wanted, guess what? You could keep that as profit. So instead of having like the IRS as a government agency, think of it as like a private corporation who could make a profit by how much taxes they could get out of you. That's kind of open for abuse, isn't it? Right for abuse. And, and, and it was. And so Zacchaeus uh, was seen as a sinner. Right? He was seen as somebody who not only ripped people off and making them pay higher taxes than what they were supposed to legally pay, 
But he was siding with the Romans, with those who had conquered the people of Israel. So the way Zacchaeus made his money is he would go out and hire tax collectors, and they would set up booths along the roads, and they would tax all the goods coming along that road, okay, going to market. And um, the city of Jericho uh, sat right at this place in the Jordan River where it was easy to ford that river. And so there was a lot of traffic, a lot of money. Zacchaeus was a very wealthy man. But he was somebody that nobody wanted to talk to. Nobody wanted to associate with. He was a pariah in his own home. others. And one day, 
changed because of Jesus. And he realized that, 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 that he had been living for the wrong thing. So how did Jesus use that? Well, as we said, Jesus' mission statement was to save the lost, and Zacchaeus certainly was lost. Jesus looked up into that sycamore tree, that, 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 that tree that, that you can still go to the town of Jericho today and, 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 and see. Jesus looked up in the tree and saw this little guy up there, and he knew that this guy had, had not lived the best life. But he also knew that this guy wanted to change. And so he, he, he looks up and he says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. I am coming to your house today. And Zacchaeus, his heart was filled with joy. Because Jesus him. Jesus saw that he wanted to make a change. And, and, and Zacchaeus was so excited that he like couldn't wait any longer to tell Jesus how he was going to change and, and how he was going to repay everyone that he had ripped off. And he was going to give away all of his money because there was something more important. Put it simply, Zacchaeus welcomed Jesus into his heart. See, Jesus wanted Zacchaeus to welcome him, to say, yes, come to my house, come into my life, come into, in, into myself. Jesus wants the same thing from you and I, my friends. Jesus knocks at our heart. Jesus knocks on our heart, wanting us to accept him. Oh, we must let him in, because Jesus isn't going to force himself on us. Are you willing to open the door to Jesus this day? Are you willing to say, Jesus, I messed up. Jesus, I have not been the best person that I could be. I have hurt others. I have hurt myself. I have hurt God. Am I willing to open my heart to you? I am willing to allow you in to change how I live, to change how I view others, to change the relationships that I have. Am I willing to change? Am I willing to open those doors? That's the question we need to answer for ourselves today. Are you willing to invite him in? Are you willing to invite Jesus to dinner, to stay at your house, to stay with you in your life. Revelation 3.20 says this. Jesus says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with Jesus is knocking. Are we going to let him in? Are you going to let him in? That's the question we must answer for ourselves. Let's pray. Lord, 
is Zacchaeus. It's a story of redemption. A story of how one man saw the error of his ways and change. Lord, help us to see when we error and to help us change how we have been living. We know, Lord, that you accept us as we are, and you want to make us better. <coughs> Lord, come into our lives. Like the Holy Spirit, fill us, to lead us, to guide us. Thank you for Christ, our Lord and our Savior.
knowing that you are forgiven. Amen. Amen.